Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear live broadcast. I'm Susan Larison-Dance, and today is Saturday, April 2nd, 2022. I'm very happy to welcome you here today, wherever you may be listening, here where I am, spring is arriving, and perhaps where you are. It is fall. Wherever you are, it is our goal to look at topics through a spiritual lens and also a logical lens. Because at the foundation, the search for truth is both spiritual and scientific. Both have the goal of searching for truth. And I once again am paraphrasing a line that one hears in the movie Contact, one of my favorite movies. There's an associated book that's quite a bit different, actually, than the movie. And um, this may be a case, depending on how you feel about what's in the book, and it's been a while since I've read the book Contact by Carl Sagan, The movie, in many ways, is an improvement in terms of character development and emotional exploration and spiritual exploration, which is what our topic is today. And let me at the outset say, more and more, in many circles, there is a lot of discussion about the discovery of new planets, Um, Recently, NASA announced that they could confirm observing over 5,000 planets, most of these very large gas giants, although let's not make assumptions about life, as we often do. Clearly, clearly, just the universe that we are aware of is filled with planets. Now, there's something I want to talk about at the outset here that you may or may not have heard about. But before I do, let's once again say, this is no longer, putting in quotes, fringe, and it truthfully never was. We just had trouble talking about it with one another. I have never had trouble talking about this particular area, and in fact, I have spoken at conferences about it, and even on a panel and on national radio beyond this, you know, actual terrestrial radio. Um, It's just been a little while since I've picked it up, and I'm picking it up more and more again, because it's so, so important that we express the spiritual voice. Many of us can attest 
to objectively observing spiritual phenomenon in our own lives and together things that can be mutually observed. And we do not spend nearly enough time in the scientific realm researching such things, and we should. But it's frowned upon, and of course our science goes the direction where the funding and the people who seem to be called there, although you'd be surprised, I'd say there are probably many more spiritual people than we realize. And spirituality is something that transcends a particular way of looking at it. People have spiritual experiences in many, many different ways, through many different ways of believing. And that may um, contradict um, um, particular beliefs, um, but certainly many can observe that. And, and I invite you to kind of stay clear of judgment. We're not really talking about um, specific beliefs. We're talking about spiritual experience itself. And I think no matter what your particular view is, it would be awfully um, limiting, although I suppose um, I know there are people who who believe that the earth is all there is, um, but um, that for, for many of us would be incredibly limiting given, given just how vast this universe is and speculation about a multiverse as well, which it is just vast beyond imagining. So I want to talk about the Fermi Paradox and what that is. And I will borrow briefly a little bit from Wikipedia, paraphrasing. The Fermi Paradox, which you may not have heard of, it's an important one here. It has to do with something, and here I'm actually learning a few details about it even right before this program as I've known the fundamental principle. It came from an Italian-American physicist named Enrico Fermi. And he apparently in the 50s had a conversation with some other physicists while they were just talking about the reports of UFOs. And they were speculating more on technological civilizations. And there's the thing that we're going to discuss today and why this really isn't a paradox. They were looking for and assuming that extraterrestrials must necessarily travel via some technological means. And this was really at the beginning of technology, but they were talking about, you know, could they go faster than the speed of light? And Fermi apparently said, but where is everybody? And they say, you know, that may be inexact, but it essentially, he's saying that the evidence seems to show that extraterrestrial life is just not out there and that it's extremely rare. And that for whatever reasons, we don't see evidence of this life. And that we're unlikely to ever encounter such life. Now, 
This supposed paradox is based completely on a very significant assumption. That assumption is that intelligent life would necessarily be what we assume it to be and that their means of communication or their means of understanding physical space and time would be within limits that we, some of us, not all, in our current, truthfully very limited capacity, conceive of. Need I remind you that I do have degrees in mathematics and an advanced degree in computer science from one of the most respected computer science institutions. I have a scientific background. And we need more scientifically, logically oriented people thinking about this, those of us who have also researched and personally and collectively in many cases with even fellow scientists had spiritual experiences and know that this is a fundamental aspect of human life, our spirituality. There is another new project, which sadly is based on similar assumptions. This is Avi Lopes, as well-meaning as he may be, his Galileo project. And I was reading more about it, though I've heard of it before, um, prior to this program, article in Scientific American. It's discussed in many different places, mostly last summer. You saw discussions of this where... Um, and it's, it's based on a, a truthfully a kind of a paradox itself that I see, but others may not. Um, I'll explain that in a moment, where he feels that we need to be investing time and money into more search, more searches for technological extra, extraterrestrial civilizations, those who could travel here or could send a probe here, and it was based on um, a an interstellar object which was observed that that um, has a rather unusual name, which I can never quite say correctly. Um, I may try. <laughs> Amuamua, actually, I think I did say it correctly, um, which seemed to have some characteristics that looked technological and wasn't just uh, made of rock, although they, they couldn't really observe that, but it just had some characteristics that suggested we couldn't be certain. And this particular person, Avi Lope, I mean, I admire him for surfacing the topic more as it's very important. However, we need to go even beyond looking for technological life. If we are courageous, if we are truly interested in science, and here's the true paradox behind this, is I have said it on this program before, what happened to Galileo, his persecution by those who were, um, you know, 
essentially the the zealots of their day who were horrible, wanted to burn people at the stake and doing all kinds of very non-spiritual things. That is not spirituality um, if you're wanting to to harm people in, in such a judgmental way. Um, they kept him from, of course, revealing the evidence that he was observing at the time about what he was observing and that the earth was not the center of everything and that there was something very vast that was out there. And the paradox that I see in this, which is so fascinating, is it is my contention that we overcorrected. Our civilization overcorrected because there was such incredible persecution of exploration. Just like Galileo, yes, did experience. We overcorrected so much that we threw, as they say, the baby out with the bathwater and refused to even consider spiritual experience. And now it is the spiritual. And yes, people like me, um, although I don't really experience it that directly, but it does happen, who are judged and derided. Um, thankfully, the the treatment isn't quite as harsh as Galileo's day, but um, we, it is thought that that's just ridiculous. And no, this, this is our dogma, what we define as science, but it is really just materialism, which is a sub-view of the scientific domain, that everything is materialistic, that we live in this mechanistic realm, that obviously an advanced extraterrestrial race, anything that would possibly reach out to us or we could observe, would be throwing out something like radio signals, or they would have probes, or I've even heard, and I don't know where this originated, this was from someone's um, exploration, explanation of the Fermi paradox, that these, um, these species may be sleeping somewhere, that they've developed very advanced AI that allowed them to just physically sleep for eons. And so we don't see evidence of their technology. I am here to say, and I know there are other expansively thinking scientists, which is actually what Galileo was. Someone, science isn't about everybody agrees. That is actually only what happens at a certain point in science. And per, as soon as everyone agrees, some lone individual or a couple of people come along and they discover something else. And all of a sudden, the rug is pulled out from other, out under what all these people believe. And they suddenly see, oh, we were wrong. Talk about Newtonian physics, for example, and how we learned better that there was more. Let's talk about how... Einstein, when he first was seeing things coming out of quantum physics, I mean, he was very uncomfortable with those things. We can't even begin to know 
the truth. We can see parts of it. We see pieces, but then it just doesn't all fit together because we don't have the full picture. I believe that based on objective observation of spiritual phenomenon, objective observation, that we are selling ourselves short, that we have overcorrected in our research and in our explorations. We have overcorrected and we are doing to ourselves in a different way, a symbolic way perhaps, the same thing that suppressed the exploration in honest truths that came through Galileo. That's the real Galileo project, is to have the courage to go beyond our technological limitations and honestly look at the Fermi paradox as what it truly may be. And what it truly may be is that tech, this is a very viable theory associated with why we are not observing evidence and lots of signals of technological civilizations. No, they are very unlikely to be asleep, although that is one theory I can acknowledge. What is a more likely scenario is that technology itself is short-lived and rare. Now, I know that there are many in the UFO community and that there's been a lot of discussion of what appear to be unusual vehicles that go very fast. And, you know, even I saw something in 2018. I was on the phone. I've talked about this one before. I was on the phone having a totally unrelated conversation related to a task I was working on with someone who was not particularly spiritual, although I found out they were somewhat open-minded. And I paused in the conversation and said, I need to stop for a second. I'm seeing something unusual, which I did. It was way in the distance, but I have no explanation for what I saw. Um, And I may have actually seen something unusual fairly recently, too, just in passing while on a walk. But there are many terrestrial explanations, too. I mean, I can't jump to that conclusion. So I think that we're focused on these things because they have apparently been seen. And I know that there are many people who talk about some pretty dark experiences. I actually saw a fascinating article, and I'm not trying to take away this experience because I actually um, observed something kind of unusual after right before I had an experiencer on my radio show, which I couldn't really explain, and without getting into any detail, and he had a described some very direct encounters. And right before that, he said that he would hear a buzzing noise. And right before this man came on my program, and I won't get into great detail here, there was a buzz that I couldn't explain in my home at the time. There was no explanation for that. Was there a spiritual aspect? I don't know. We won't get into that. There could be physical type visitation. But what I want to put forward here is we are putting too much emphasis on that. I really think if that's happening, let's postulate that it may. Maybe that was a probe. 
it's probably rarer than we think. And we also need to be thinking about what is the level of advancement of any such beings. Because technology in itself or any kind of dark, non-empathic behavior would be indicative of a species that you really wouldn't want to encounter. And the ones that you want to seek are those who have developed in the realm of spirituality and compassion. And it is my theory, and I think quantum physics will more and more show that this is possible, that but really combined with spirituality. Let's stop for a minute. All this talk about quantum physics. I know people love it, and it's, you know, it's interesting to talk about for sure, but it's very stark as well. We have divorced what we like to call science from considering things like compassion. We seem to put all of our emphasis when we talk about intelligence on IQ without thinking about EQ. And I would tend to say there's something else as well called SQ, spiritual quotient. And I don't know if anyone else has talked about that concept. I'm just saying it as I speak. A truly advanced civilization given the opportunity to develop in a spiritual way, would be able to transcend many things that would limit a strictly technological civilization. And let's be clear, everything that is possible and true, if one has a correct definition of science, is the possible, is worthy of exploration, and the true, knowing that our understanding of truth always evolves and that we have continual paradigm shifts in science, that is a part of science. And to not say that is to really um, create this ironic situation where we are judging the spiritual in exactly the same way that Galileo was judged in his time and totally dismissing it in exactly the way that Galileo was dismissed in his time. And if we can't acknowledge that, we are never, or at least as long as we're stuck in this place, we're never going to see what there is to be seen. We're never even going to glimpse it. A true expansive civilization would know that linear time is an illusion. So there would be no limitations of time because consciousness could transcend time itself, linear time. So they could exist at any time. They could exist in any place because they would transcend the boundaries 
of physical space because of their spiritual development. They would not be stark and cold as is described in um, Arthur C. Clarke's Childhood's End as much as he explores these concepts, those children, I mean, there's no love in that equation at all. It is stark and cold. That is not spiritual. I'm not sure where it came from, but I know there was a discussion at some point about evolution um, and um, and I let's be clear. I think there is um, it's worthy of exploring guided evolution, where there are guided leaps and advancement. That consciousness is greater than we realize. That life is greater. We limit our exploration there as well. But just that it turns out that compassion turns out to be really important as well within a species. And um, I know, I think it was Jane Goodall who said that where you see a species start to advance is when you see remains of of somebody who has a broken femur, I believe was what she said. I'm going by memory here. And that that person was allowed, or that being, if it's an animal or whatever, was that that you see intelligence in, um, and you know, perhaps looking at ancient humanity, but let's talk about other planets, although this is very physical in nature, where somebody helped that other being instead of just letting them be devoured by a lion or whatever, that there's evidence of helping one another. There is so much more than we can even begin to conceive of. We are being earth-centered again. Oh, the irony in thinking that our technological prowess is the thing. It could be the briefest of phases, a flashpoint even. In fact, without spirituality, most civilizations probably destroy themselves. And we actually haven't proven that we're going to make it through. I can't say. No one can. I'm hopeful that we will. Some of us will. I hope. We're not behaving. We've become so materialistic. We're not behaving in a way that lends to our true advancement, our true progress. We've only gone backwards and brought ourselves nearer to extinction, not beyond it. And one can really question whether on some planets they never go through that phase. They never go through industrialization, but maybe they handle things on their planet a bit better. Maybe they have more resources, so their development isn't all surrounding who's developing the next best weapon. That's been the story of humanity. If you go all the way back, who's able to invade whom? Who's the, the, the most fierce? Who really, again, has developed the next best weapon? Is it iron? Was it bronze? Is it, you know, it's, it's uh, very sad. Yet survival 
sends us that way? What if we had gone a spiritual direction? I've said it before, and it's totally logical. You become well-developed spiritually, an asteroid is no threat to your planet. You can use telekinesis. Who knows what other shielding you can do in the physical? Maybe you don't even need the physical anymore, and you certainly don't need AI. AI is not the end-all of all things, although it may be the end. And I'm speaking as someone who even did work early on in AI. That wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't like a top scientist or anything like that, but I did work in that domain very early. We put a lot of trust in these things, thinking that that's the way we're going. And really, we're just creating a tighter and tighter fitting box and more and more risk, not less risk, for our species. We're nearing the end of the live show. I want to thank those of you who have been listening live. Um, You can go to FrontierBeyondFear.com for more information about the show, and thank you to Blog Talk Radio for featuring the live show on the homepage. The rest you'll find in the podcast. I'm only going to continue a little bit longer, and I've just been going... Um, None of this is written down. I am just spontaneously speaking to you, as I always do, and enjoy talking with you. Um, And we may end soon, depending on when I feel I've said enough. (laughs) We have a choice. And we better start really taking these choices seriously. Those of us who are spiritually... Um, experienced, let's put it that way, often when I was going to say inclined, but no, there really is a level of experience the more that you explore this realm. It's like any other thing um, where who has experience in this realm. And for us to understand what is possible, what kind of communication is possible, and of course, telepathy is very obvious here, and yet I often only seen it see it described among very horrible, horrible scenarios, things that people have reported oh earlier, this may upset some of you, but I read an article about this, and I find it to be really interesting, and it certainly could logically explain some of the experiences people are having. I am not here to dismiss all of your experiences, so let's be clear. But some of the dark experiences that people are talking about and associating with abduction, there has been a paper talking about yet another really truthfully scary phenomenon that does occur where people have some awareness during surgery. This is a really scary thing to me. Talk about the frontier beyond fear. I hate to think that such things occur, and yet the research indicates that, yes, um, and let's be honest, of course, so often um, scientific materialistic circles don't choose to be honest, but this is a real phenomenon. And the question that was raised is, Are people subconsciously even remembering some things from previous surgeries? 
Now, to honestly explore these, this theory, you would have to check to see if everybody who's had one of these experiences or more um, had surgery at some time in their life. And the theory is that those cold, methodical beings that you see, that you can barely see the bright light. In fact, the, the theorist even had an explanation for the big eyes, but I can't quite remember that. Um, but And just, you know, even feeling pain or, you know, feeling intrusive things occurring, um, that these were subconscious memories of surgery because the anesthesia is not as good as we think it is. And there are some really scary stories out there. And ironically, I've seen these surfaced a little bit more recently, not related to abduction or that um, those reports, but related just to people saying, you know, they were awake during surgery. So it does call anyone who's going into surgery to to make sure you talk to the anesthesiologist about giving you enough to keep you uh, sedated. But, I mean, it's it's yet another example of we think we're more developed um, technologically than we actually are. We're leaping ahead in so many ways, and yet there are not so good things happening. And that's the danger of strictly um, materialistic and also, of course, monetarily related um, development where there are other influences involved. So, but it seemed, as I was reading this, I said, you know what? That is a viable theory for some of those, at least some of those experiences. And I know people have reported all kinds of things. I also know that because there is a spiritual realm, there is a concept when you enter into those realms and those of us who have had spiritual experiences know this, grounding is extremely difficult until you become more skilled or you choose not to enter into those realms at all um, or set up circumstances where where um, that could happen, I suppose. Um, or a lot of times um, people can enter into these experiences due to a side effect of some kind of other medication or even something, some substance that they've taken. And you can have what has been historically known, however you enter into it, you can have darker scenarios occur. That is fear expressing itself. It may even be you're working through your fears. It's one of the reasons I think that it's very dangerous to explore in these areas. And I think that great caution must be taken. And I'm talking the really intense, you know, visionary type experiences. Even though truth can come through them, there is tremendous risk in those areas. And even those who did this shamanically in other civilizations, they did so with caution. You had someone there who'd been doing this for generations and knew the shaman or, you know, the medicine man or whoever it was in that time, the wise woman who knew um, to help usher you through that very dangerous territory. And those who lived in the 60s, and yes, I know, there seems to be a reemergence of this kind of thing. All I can say is it's a very um, hazardous realm 
um, because fear can become overly accentuated and then what you see is not real. Um, Your fears speak louder than something that would be truly visionary. That's why it's so difficult to sort out true visionary experience as to whether you're actually seeing something that may be something predictive um, because, of course, I mean, I just heard a show recently with John Hogue, for example, on Coast to Coast. He was talking about various prophecies and Nostradamus and some pretty dark things, and he was making George Norrie extremely uncomfortable on the program. And at one point he said that, you know, prophecy doesn't always say what you want to hear um, and that he was seeing some pretty um, dangerous ground ahead, essentially. And much of prophecy does see some pretty um, dark things. It also sees positive things. But it's difficult to sort out And I've studied prophecy as well for many years. And one of the keys and one of the most difficult things to do is to sort out what is just the person's fear or perhaps some dogmatic interpretation that was there for them at that time, how to separate that from what might be real and also acknowledge that, hey, dark things do happen on the planet and so you really could see some genuinely dark things but it's extremely difficult to sort all of that out what does this have to do with um, advanced extraterrestrial life well they would have done the work they if they were really working in this domain Um, And in many cases, we've gone backwards in our current time because we don't have that kind of expertise anymore around for most of us. You don't have the shaman who's sitting in the tent just, you know, nearby. You go on a vision quest, you don't have the person who can guide you as to what you may see and what could happen. And, you know, we don't have those um, guardrails, so to speak, that kind of knowledge because it's a risky realm to venture into. And I do caution you very seriously. It is. An advanced extraterrestrial species would have worked through all those growing pains. Perhaps they never needed technology at all. Perhaps their planet is pristine. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing, to have never needed to ravage the planet, to have never needed to invade one another or enslave one another, which has happened many, many times in history. The brutality and to see what's happening in our world today. Wouldn't it be amazing to live in a world where you developed your compassion and your empathy and the depth of your connection to the divine where you explored with authenticity and honesty where truth was valued where the feminine could speak where the softer aspects of our nature and not just the domineering 
aspects. And when I talk about the feminine, we're talking about the divine feminine, which exists within all genders. The divine feminine is an expression that softens things. It's not about battle, though maybe, I mean, as I've been speaking today, having worked in the scientific realm, having even even somehow early on, even before I thought of myself really as overtly spiritual, and having engaged in debates with some who were sarcastic and didn't believe in spiritual things, friendly debates perhaps. Hey, those friendly debates, they're really good actually. We need more of them instead of just you know, dismissing and diminishing and not even looking at all. We've got to start somewhere. We should be having more discussions. So what I was going to say, you may have noticed at the beginning of this program as I'm speaking in this declarative way because it's really important and it's meaningful and it's something we need to discuss. I was using some of the divine masculine in a way or just Take the divine out of it completely, if you like. I was doing some battle, so to speak, because there is a battle there. And we all have that in us. And we have the softer aspects, too, which as the show has evolved, I'm kind of more in that space now. I'm not in battling mode as much. But that battling mode is helpful as well when you're trying to engage with someone who... um, You know, you need to have a firm reply. And so often we do not in the spiritual realm. I think I'll leave it at that today. Um, And it's 42 minutes after the hour. The answer to life, the universe, and everything, (laughs) for those of you who know where that came from. And so I'll take that little synchronicity on 4-2, April 2nd, 2022, as I come to the conclusion of my thoughts for today. I hope to see you next week. I think I will be here. Typically, this program takes place at 1 p.m. Pacific 4 p.m. Eastern Time, and it is originating on Blog Talk Radio. You can easily find it because it, while live, you'll see it on the homepage pretty much every week that I've observed, and you can find us there, or us, (laughs) me talking, because I'm choosing to do some honest explorations of my own these days, Um, and there's a vast archive of talking with guests, but um, I really do feel that I have some teaching from my heart I'd like to share, and I appreciate those of you who have been coming along on the journey, and you can find this program on several popular podcast platforms, and I'm looking to expand it even more in that way. So thank you, everyone, and I hope to see you here next time. Take care.